This is the Top Capital Millionaire Podcast. This is episode 85. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Top Millionaire, founder, and the director of the Top Capital Investment Club. We have over 320 members, also the founder of Top Acquisitions, that owns six rental properties currently looking to do major damage in the year 2019, stepping into not just more residential real estate, but also some commercial space, um, just leveling it up, taking the challenge in ourselves, stretching and seeing what we can do um, by taking on new talent. So make sure you all leave us a rating and review, preferably a five-star review. Um, leave comments, leave any feedback that you that you have. It's all helpful in some form. And as always, thank you all for tuning in. The purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful African-American investors and business owners so that people can hear the stories of successful examples. <clears throat> because they exist, we want people to learn that business and investing are the true keys to financial success and generational wealth by interviewing people who have already accomplished that. This week, we're talking about crypto. Brother Doc Montgomery, somebody that we've had on the show multiple times, but he's our resident crypto expert. So we wanted to bring him on. We haven't talked about crypto in so long, but I get a lot of questions about it. I get a lot of people that are have opinions about it. They want to know my opinion on it, but we're gonna we're gonna get it from the source. So um, this brother has a JD and an MBA. And he's also an engineer. He's been doing a lot of really cool things in his own community called uh, crypto. Cryptonomics Wealth. Um, they have a, a, a Facebook group. I think they have a Facebook group. I know they have a group me. And uh, talk crypto for a little while. So welcome to the show, man. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me again. Can you give us a two-second intro on who you are, just from the top to the bottom? For people who we'll, we'll do. Uh, well, once again, Doc Montgomery. Uh, I am an engineer. I have a JD, as my brother said, and I also have an MBA. Um, and I've been involved in the crypto space for a little over, almost about two years. Uh, a lot of my research happens to go around the encryption side. So the actual technology that is uh, central to cryptocurrencies. Um, but yeah, currently right now and bouncing all over the, the, the nation, helping people with crypto projects uh, and also involved in some projects of my own. So I think that before we get into the, the, the nitty gritty, I'm always watching like Robert Kiyosaki, somebody that I follow all the time. And he made a comment and he basically said like anybody who is sleeping on crypto is going to miss out on like the largest wealth transfer, all the, you know, that, that those buzzwords, but he seems to be super bullish on crypto. Um, so I guess what we'll do is we'll just kind of get an update on where the market is and then where you think it's going to going to go from here absolutely well the market right now is is where it was back in june july of 2017 um and when we think about the market it's talking about as far as market capitalization right it's about 120 billion dollars right now up from its highs of like 880 billion so what does that represent it's like a 80 percent drop in the entire crypto market Capitalization, I guess we can say. Um, the reason why I'm bullish, or I wouldn't even say bullish, but optimistic about crypto is because crypto has so many other uses outside of its just financial use. And because it's a new technology, we're in a space where we don't know what to do with it, but we're willing to sell it. 
so the same way that you have, you let's say you inherited something from your grandmother or from your grandfather, and you don't know exactly what it is, right? Where do you go? To the Antiques Roadshow. Because you don't know what it is, but you want to find out what the value is. Well, right now we're in that value discovery process of what crypto is. A lot of times, a lot of us got caught up in or what, what people would say is a mania or what people would say is a, is a bubble. Um, and and to, a, to a certain extent, I would agree. Uh, however, as we talked about last, what, February? The early, this, uh, early February, I said that the, mark, the crash was coming. Um, so to see where crypto is at now, what it's really forced a lot of people to do is to hunker down on the core technologies and the core uses of the different crypto platforms. So the three that I've always been promoting, uh, been real happy about, been um, promoting has been Ethereum, Augur, and Veritasium. Um, the reason why I've been focused on those three is because uh, Ethereum particularly is the one crypto that allows the greatest use the greatest use, meaning that I can build applications on top of it. I can build entire organizations on top of it. It's its own programming language and there's things that I can build. So even though I'm looking at it as a cryptocurrency, really what it provides for me is a platform upon which I can build things. So instead of just focusing on the regular internet, now I have another layer of the internet that I'm able to interface with and use that provides a lot more functionality to me. What are those functionalities? Um, for instance, with Augur, Augur is built on top of Veritasium, but what Augur does is it's a prediction market platform. Well, that's just another name for betting, right? So now here it is, is I can create markets for whether or not I think Donald Trump is gonna win the 2020 uh, elections. I can create a market on what do I think, um, who's gonna be the next governor of, of, of Louisiana or California. I can place, I can create markets for those things. Um, that's just what we have seen just in this first iteration of Augur. However, as things advance and people continue working on it, you're going to see even greater functionality and uses for it. The one that I'm, I'm most excited about um, is Veritasium, which is basically a financial machine uh, that's built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. What Veritasium uh, is, is like I said, a financial machine, but you can basically replace a hedge fund. Um, so the way that, that Todd Capital um, and Todd Real Estate does its deals, um, you actually can veritize it, which would turn it into a cryptocurrency. You can actually sell a cryptocurrency of the deal. And so instead of having um, intermediary that you have to go through in order to give out equity shares or give out whatever you're going to give out for uh, each deal, you can actually cryptolize or veritize the deal and have all your legal paperwork on the side, but the actual mechanics of it can operate straight through Veritasium. What's the process of doing that? Because that's one thing I've looked into, um, which will kind of streamline a lot of things that we're doing, make, make it so that more people can participate and probably enhance the projects and deals that we can do. What's the process of taking what we already have that's existing and then making it into that? That's what I'm actually working on right now. The process for, um, they're still ironing out some of the kinks in it. Um, Veritasium just got done doing its first uh, real estate deal that was backed by their 
VE Gold product, which is a gold-backed cryptocurrency. Just got done doing their first deal utilizing that. I'm still doing up is doing some more of the reading. I uh, actually got a, the opportunity to meet the founder um, of Veritasium. Oh, yeah. He gave you like some some coin or something. Yes, he sure did. Yes, he sure did. Um, <laughs> gave me a Veritasium coin. Um, and yeah, just happened by happenstance to tell you the truth. Um, but learning more about the platform because it's one of the the lesser understood platforms. Uh, I actually have an account with Veritasium. Uh, have messed around with the the, the application, but um, right now uh, I'm in the learning process of what actually needs to be done because the, the major difficulty is what is the inf- interface between the crypto world and the physical world, and how do you make sure that whatever you do in the crypto world is binding in the real world or in the legal world, and that's been one of the major challenges. So. Um, I know that was of interest of you and it's been interest of me and being able to really show a real world use case of how you can crypto a deal or veritize a deal, um, I think is really one of the major bridges for major adoption of crypto. So everybody saw the Bitcoin plummet from mm-hmm. 2000 to like 3,500. Mm-hmm. What was the cause of that and what's your stance on that going forward? Well, uh, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation about what was going on with it. However, um, from my research, many of the large institutions have had a major stake in crypto. So Chase Bank, Jamie Dimon has been a major um, has had major involvement in crypto since 2011, I want to say. Uh, Jamie Dimon and Chase Bank was working with Consensus, which is the major uh, venture capital body, I guess, for Ethereum. It was founded by Joseph Lubin. Uh, Fidelity Investments uh, has been utilizing crypto for a number of years as well. A lot of large financial institutions have had some involvement in crypto and had major stakes in crypto and even opened up mining operations of themselves. Well when you now have all of the the craze and all the attention towards crypto yes of course you had the price drive up well as someone who sees um crypto as a major risk because of not necessarily because of the financial part but because of the regulatory part of it um what do you, what do you do when the price goes up i'm selling i'm selling i'm i'm going to make sure that I, I i capture my profits right nobody ever goes broke by catch by taking a profit so you had a lot of money coming in as a result of a lot of the information that was a lot of the information, a lot of the press and a lot of the news that was around it. Um, But then you started hearing a lot more of the negative news and add that on with the Bitcoin futures that were available. Um, As we know that in some cases, futures will, will, affect the, the future price and also the current price will affect the futures. And we saw that. Um, we're also having the Bitcoin trust, which was going at a, you know, almost 200% premium of what the actual price was of, of Bitcoin. My, my understanding is, is that many of the people, many of the larger institutions, a lot of the whales that were involved in the crypto were, were cashing out and, and taking a lot of their profits off the beginning. Well, when you have major sell-offs like that, what's going to happen to the market? 
tanks. Um, part of it was 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 uh, unreal enthusiasm. Um, uh, people were expecting for the world to end, uh, and that's understand and that's understandable. Um, but Bitcoin was one thing I always kind of stayed away from. Uh, now, some of the other cryptos, no, but Bitcoin was always something that I stayed away from, just because of the technology behind it and some of the the barriers and roadblocks that didn't make it as liquid as it could have been. So I know a lot of people, they think crypto and they don't think blockchain. I think that a lot of what we talked about earlier is that the actual value of these currencies is, is their functional use. Like what can they do? That's where the value is. That's where, like, that was one of my biggest issues with, with crypto is that a lot of it was just like, there's nothing backing it. If there's nothing backing it, then it's really not worth anything. So the blockchain, I think, and other things you've talked about that I'll probably kind of get you to talk about a little bit more is where the value is. Where's the value in crypto? Where's the value in what drives prices and what drives the market in crypto? Well, this is, this is a very interesting question, asking it in terms of what drives the what drives the value or what drives the price, right? When we if we think of crypto in only a financial sense, we lose all the other possibilities that we could take advantage of with crypto. So for instance, if I only look at this bar of gold, um, if I only look at the bar of gold for what its value is, right? Uh, what its financial value is. I lose out on the opportunity to create new products out of the gold. Uh, for crypto, we've only been thinking about it through a financial sense. So where does it derive its value? It derives its value from one, people utilizing it, from, from one, people utilizing it, two, from the network effects of people utilizing it, and three, from the actual use cases for, as I said, Veritasium, it, you create a financial machine utilizing crypto um the in, in, in fact uh veritasium even though it is ethereum based uh actually is uh, the ve gold product is actually uh backed by physical gold so in that sense if you're asking well what is the true value of of crypto well if i back it by something then it takes on the value of whatever i'm backing it by However, even the, the value of whatever I'm backing it by is determined by the price of the U.S. dollar. <laughs> so you, so you're, inex, you're inextricably linked. You're inextricably linked to, <laughs> to a currency. You're inextricably linked to a, a currency that isn't backed by anything, that floats, floats against other currencies. Um, I think the biggest the, the biggest opportunities for crypto is when a nation actually adopts crypto. Um, what we've seen is in Ohio is Ohio is actually accepting crypto for to, uh, from business owners to pay their business taxes, which is major because now it's saying like here's one state that's allowing um, business people who may have held crypto uh, to pay their 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 taxes in crypto. Um, it makes sense. I think that if you look at it, like you said, not from the financial sense, but actually from the utility sense, then it's become something you can incorporate into your daily life or incorporate into your business or incorporate into 
capital raising. Like that makes 100% sense. And that's why I'm still having the conversation is people will say, well, hey, how can African-Americans use crypto to improve our situation? So what would you say to that? How, how can African-American people use crypto to improve the economy, to improve all the things that are kind of the, those issues in uh, the African-American community? That is, that's another challenging question um, because it is, it's easy to answer, but it's the, it requires for us to be focused and it requires for us to think like a nation. It really requires for us to think like a nation. What you're talking about is nation building, because now if you're going to say, hey, I have something else that I can utilize, uh, I can treat it as money, right? Or I can treat it as currency, but the only place where it's going to be good at or where I can be most powerful at is if everybody in my community utilizes it. Once again, going back to the users that, of it and also the network effect because of the users using it. Um, we could make crypto gives us the opportunity to take advantage of that wealth transfer that you said that, that Robert Kiyosaki was talking about. Since it is a new technology or a new application of existing technology, the only way in which you become a true owner is if you're on the ground floor and we're at the ground floor. So if you don't know how to pro if, if, if you don't know how to program, right? Well, you're not going to necessarily be able to take advantage of the new industries that are going to be created as a result of the crypto industry. Because even though, like I said, we're only looking at it from a financial perspective, but here are I've I've given uh, examples of other projects that yes, their coin itself is valuable, right? But the coin allows you access to the machine or ap access to the application. Well, if you're part of the, I guess my thinking is maybe like crypto as a form of reparations, meaning that if you dump all this crypto on people, and then they have the means to at least conduct business within their own then you could effectively create your own economy because you create this coin, you create this, this massive wealth, which then you can house into different banks in your community. And then so then you allow people to transact business amongst themselves using their own coin instead of trying to get coin from the American government, you get it from the government that you create. I think that's a potential solution that I see. And the more that I think about it, it's like, okay, I get it. So it's like, say you have like a trillion worth of x coin whatever this coin happens to be you get each family this much coin and you say hey this business and your community connects con accepts coins you have to like you said you have to create a whole new nation because you have to you can't use your x coin at home depot you can't use your x coin at this so then it does become kind of difficult but i think that it's like as you get the ball rolling there could potentially be something there and then, then at least if you tried <laughs> like it's, it's better to try and then figure out hey we didn't build x coin right man we need to build X, Y coin a little bit differently. We need to make sure we have all these connections with all these different industries. So we have Home Depot connections, we have McDonald's connections, we have uh, raw materials uh, connections, but then you get the ball rolling. So you're not just sitting here saying, I wish the government would just give me some of their money. I wish old ex white person would just give us some of their wealth. Like, no, you just literally created your own wealth and you create your own value because your value is based to, on your labor. So it's like, if you have a skill, if you have a trade, if you have something that you can, add value to your community hey here you can earn yourself some x coin 
Absolutely. Um, whenever when these kind of questions always always forces me to talk about nation building. It always forces me to talk about nation building. And in fact, um, last year I was speaking about cryptocurrency and reparations and nation building, right? All in the same, all, all in the same sentence. Because you want to have crypto, then it says that okay, well, it requires for you to operate. In, there's a book called Imperio Imperium, it's a nation within a nation. So within my nation, if I utilize utilize a particular cryptocurrency, well, um, you still got to pay taxes, right? Right. You still got to pay taxes to whatever government that you're in. So how do you how do you operate within yourself, but sustain yourself enough where you can operate within the the greater confines or context that you're in? Well, that requires for you to now think about how do I build my community, right? And how do I build? How do I create the resources that they need so that we can self-sustain ourselves, but how do we do business outside of our community so that we can bring resources within our community that allows us to pay the necessary taxes so that we can still operate independently um, and sovereignly. Um, that, has been, that has been where a lot of the thinking uh, of creating solutions where it's been with me. Um, so how do I, how, do, how does that done? How is that done? How do you, you're literally building a nation. You're literally building a nation because without an economy, right, then there's no need to have governance. And if you don't have governance, then you basically have a failed state. And black folks all in America, uh, the black nation has been operating as a failed state because one, we don't have what? An economy, an economy of our own. But I think that that's an, a noble fight to have. And like for me, I always tell people like you only have so much energy so if you're going to spend that energy fighting a fight it'll be more lucrative to fight the fight of prosperity and building your own economy and creating a healthy community as opposed to fighting the fight against people who unfortunately within their own system have unlimited resources and have no vested have no interest in releasing those resources but you're going to continue expending energy fighting that fight when we could be expending that energy creating solutions creating communities creating economies that really used to exist and I always tell people, like, at one point in time, the hood wasn't the hood. Like they say, like, you used to live next to the lawyer, next to the dentist, next to the doctor, next to the engineer, next to everything. They all live in the same community next to the person who worked in the factory. And I think that we have to kind of get back to that because what people thought was something that improved things actually made a lot of things very, very bad. Um, um, especially, like, if you look in the hood where it's just kind of depleted. And, of course, there's levels to it. You go to L.A., there's levels to it. Um, but it was, I wanted to kind of have that conversation because there have been people on the show who have specifically made that connection between crypto and improving the African-American community. And so like you bring a different perspective and I think that you bridge that gap because I mean, people like HBCU Wall Street, like that's what, that's what their mind is. They're like, how can we use crypto here? And I mean, even John Delia, like a lot of people have been on this show are thinking, how can they incorporate crypto? And I think that's what the true value in crypto is. I told somebody, I was like, I think crypto could solve all the problems I'm having with my business by incorporating crypto, using crypto coins to everybody who wants to be partners. And then we just have an exchange. They can sell their shares if they want to. The shares increase in value. It would be awesome. Like, that's that would be so dope if I could get to that point. But I don't think I'll ever be able to get to the point via the normal stock exchange. I can't sell Thai Capital Investment Club shares on. I mean, I probably could, but I, mean, I need to look in that too. But I think that's where we are. We're in the point of, 
like I see the value in crypto because it could be incorporated into what I'm doing. And I think that that's where people are going to start seeing like, that's why I thought Ripple was scary. Like when I was super anti-crypto, but I saw Ripple, I was like, Ripple could do some damage. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, that's, that's where a lot of my, a lot of my energy and my focus has been. Um, I was helping, uh, I was contracted to, to consult for somebody that was trying to uh, open up a crypto hedge fund. Right. And what are some of the issues surrounding that? Right. Um, back in January, last January, I had the, well, earlier this year, January, we had the, the wealth meet and provided, you know, my vision uh, for what I would like for cryptonomics wealth to do. Uh, the problem, some of the challenges that I've, I've noticed is that um, when things are going well, uh, everyone wants to be in charge. Um, but when things don't go as planned, uh, you'll find out who's really there picking up the pieces and, and, and rebuilding. Uh, and given the, 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 the decline in the market, uh, that's, where, that's where I'm at right now. However, with still building, right, I'm understanding what are the uses and how, what are the, what are the uses of crypto and how can I take crypto from looking at it from just a financial perspective, right? to the use case perspective, like you, like you talked about, about you can see the use for crypto and how it can help you uh, streamline what you're doing. Like I said, uh, it's one of the reasons why I've been in, 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 in contact with the Veritasium team, because one, I know that's valuable to you, right? Um, and, you know, there's, there's, there's other people that I know that, it, that that kind of technology and uses would be valuable to them as well. But going back to the, the nation building, the, the nation building conversation, black America, the black world, Africa, they need crypto and blockchain, particularly just as much as blockchain needs us. Uh, for somebody that is trying to develop themselves to improve themselves and become the true powerhouses that we are, uh, Crypto and blockchain are the enablers for that, but it starts with our attitudes about it in the first place. Uh, if our attitudes aren't bad or aren't good about it, then it doesn't matter what technology that we have. It's never going to. It's, it's never going to. It's never going to save us, right? Jesus has already came. It's time for us to say. You know, what I'm saying it's time for us to put in our work, put in the work, um, and that's what and, and that's what we're doing right now. But when we think about crypto, when we think about crypto, yes, uh, the market is the, the market has crashed. Uh, do I know? Have I lost money? Absolutely, I've lost money. Um, have I still bought crypto? Absolutely, absolutely, I've still bought crypto uh, and still have been buying the coins that I believe in, um, the coins that I've researched. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I think that's now is the best time to buy for me. I'm worried looking at the market because I don't really know um, if the end for them is zero or if they're going to potentially uh, return back to, or not even back to where they were, but better than they are now. So it's like, you say you buy crypto or you buy Bitcoin at 3,500 and it goes back to 7,500 to 8,000, then maybe there's some value there. But I think you do have to spread your risk, risk amongst multiple coins. So it's like, then if you do have something to go to zero, but you have something to do well, the winners might out, out, outlast the losers. And worst case scenario, you lose everything and you're hopefully not investing everything that you have to invest. And you're kind of hedging your bets that way too. Um, very interesting. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's blood in the, it's definitely blood in the streets. And um, 
in terms of the crash, yes, but um, Consensus just announced that they were laying off 60% of their, their workforce, right? And Consensus was the major innovation hub for a lot of Ethereum projects. So when somebody's laying off somebody like that, uh, they're expecting, they've, they've experienced a major decline and in order to sustain themselves, they have to cut. So when I see things like that, it says, okay, the people who are involved in the crypto space right now, these are the diehard people that are there, right? These are the, the true entrepreneurs that, are, that see the value in applying uses of crypto, not just, like I said, the financial value of it. Um, the great thing about, uh, about consensus is that uh, a lot of great projects have come out of, uh, have come out of, uh, of consensus. One of the ones that uh, I was staying, staying abreast of was open legal, which basically allows you to write contracts and put contracts on the blockchain. So your partnership agreements, could be written up and then put on the blockchain as a result. Um, now you have full transparency on, on, on what's going on and you're able to move forward. And now you have, okay, well, you may not necessarily want to be involved in crypto so much, but you're still in the blockchain space. Um, yeah, man. It seems like to a certain extent, sometimes transparency could be a little bit too transparent because if it's on the blockchain, then not just your partners can see it, then everybody can see it yes everyone can see it but it, it's there's you have private blockchain you have private blockchains you have public blockchains you have um uh enterprise blockchains you also have uh ways of keeping things private uh just the fact that the wallets right even though it's on the blockchain uh there's thousands and millions of transactions that are on the blockchain so the only way that somebody would know is if they have what your wallet address, yeah. right? And they know that this particular wallet is associated with this. That's, so there's a level of not anonymity. There's definitely a level of anonymity and there's also a level of privacy through obscurity. Nice. Where do you see Bitcoin and crypto? And what do you think about people using Bitcoin as a synonym for crypto? So I keep doing that, and I think that it's, it's probably improper. Well, um, <laughs> it's easy to do. It's easy to do. Where do we get our news from, right? Um, if you're watching Bloomberg, they, it's, it's almost like they use Bitcoin and crypto synonymous because they're not talking about Ethereum, right? Whenever we think of crypto, we're thinking about Bitcoin. Uh, which is a common mistake, right? Uh, 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 not even a common mistake, but a common misnomer. Um, me personally, Bitcoin, um, the most I've bought of Bitcoin was $500. And I bought, I used that because I got a discount to buy my wallet, my, my digital, my, my physical crypto wallet. I used that. Um, and I wanted to see like how crypto is used for transaction. Um, I've stayed away from Bitcoin. I've stayed away from big, for the most part, have stayed away from Bitcoin for the simple fact of this. One, it's in the news. Two, um, I know that there are major players who are buying Bitcoin. And if there was ever a sell-off, like we've seen, their orders would be able to go out the door first because you get more transaction fees for processing that order. 
a larger order is going to get more transaction fees. The network is going to get more transaction fees from processing a larger order than it is going to process a smaller order. So when your order is put in, you're going to be, you know, somebody with just a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, you're going to take the back seat to somebody that's just got done putting a million dollar order to buy or sell crypto. So I didn't like the um, I didn't like the constraints uh, of of Bitcoin. But where do I see Bitcoin? Where do I see crypto going? I see the crypto market, the, the capitalization going back up, but you're going to see a doubling down of the solid projects. Um, like I said, the three that I'm in, that, I, that I'm in Ethereum, Augur, and Veritasium. Why? Because of their uses. Uh, I don't have to use, I don't have to have, um, a bunch of money to create a market for for the election. I don't have to have a bunch of money in order to do that, right? But I can reap the advantages and reap the benefits of creating that market in Augur. Um, I can help set up deals in Veritasium uh, for people who don't necessarily want to have exposure to crypto, but want to be involved in crypto and want to utilize crypto for its ease of use of, okay, well, instead of me handing you out a particular share, I'll just hand you your, your share through, through crypto. Right. And it's, it's fully backed for you. have it backed by gold, have it backed by silver, have it backed by palladium and actually can take physical delivery of uh, those three things. So now here it is, is one of the issues that people had was that what is it backed by? Well, here's a solution where it is actually backed. Uh, the coin is actually escrowed. And when the deal is finalized, everybody can get paid out. Have there been any instances of people buying certain coins and that coin just goes out of business and they just lost all their money? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, happened. Uh, that's happened all throughout this year. Yeah. All throughout this year. That's what I was afraid of. There was no... The, it's all about your business model. And if you don't have, if you don't have a solid business model, like, yeah, you can have the technology, but the first question is like, how are you going to make money? Right. Uh, and the, the only way you're going to make money is through raising capital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where's your cash flow going to come in? Where, where's that going to come in? How do you take, uh, where's your cash flow coming in? Right. You can have all the muscle in the world, but if you ain't got blood to, to, to go to the muscles, um, you're just gonna have a weak muscle, right? Um, and that's that's what we've seen. The projects that have been successful are projects that have solid business models that were operating as businesses within the crypto space, not people trying to open up a crypto business. Does that make sense? That's exactly what I would. That's I felt like everything I said was gonna happen happened, and it was so crazy because like I always tell people that when crypto or when when Bitcoin was at 20,000, I was getting texts from like my mom and my uncle. What do you think about this Bitcoin stuff? What do you think about this Bitcoin stuff? And I told him, I was like, the way I value investments, interestingly enough, has translated not just from stocks, but to real estate, but to actual operating businesses. Like it's, it's really a skill evaluation. It has nothing to do with the stock market or real estate exclusively. It's how do you look at something you're going to invest in? It's how I determine if a certain neighborhood makes sense to invest in or a certain state like there is a lot of like we, we picked detroit not because it was detroit we picked detroit because you see this huge focus on improving detroit outside of just us so the government's focused on it the federal government the the local government local businessmen like i just followed them in there 
I didn't make this this conclusion without the supporting evidence. And so I would look at a lot of things in crypto and it was a great idea, but it was just an idea. And then it was worth trillions of or hundred millions, billions of dollars in coins or whatever. And like that to me is just a sign of overvaluation, of hype, of mania. And ultimately it proved to be true. However, now that all the smoke is cleared, now we have to come in and see what works, what makes sense, what is something that actually has an actual use not some use that just sounds good like what is practical what's working one of the things you said earlier is like they need us and we need them i think that's so dope because that's the only way we're going to get a fair exchange which is only going to create that so that's what creates the market is uh the tug and pull and so i think that there could be some opportunity there for african-american people to get involved in crypto the right way and not necessarily in the financial sense getting it for the use sense not the gambles so I can buy Lambos since. Like, I think that's where the conversation needs to head. What do you think about buying coins through Robinhood? Robinhood, um, they say if, if you're able to do something for free, then you're the product, <laughs> right? You're, you're the product. Robinhood sells its data to, uh, Robinhood sells, sells the data. So the data to financial institutions, um, which, well, for those that are, are unfamiliar, that many hedge funds um, invest hundreds of millions of dollars in having the fastest connection to the, the stock exchanges. Um, what they are able to, what Robinhood is able to do is sell the information, uh, provide the information, and then make an in run uh, the hedge funds are able to make an in run because they're able to act on the information that you just did or whatever trade that you did in Robinhood. they're able to act on it a lot faster than you so the fact that you put in a sell order for a forward stock right well that information is sold and at the same time is being acted upon <laughs> all this is taking nanoseconds um based on like algorithms and all of that stuff. So there, it's not even people doing this anymore. It's like a computer system saying, hey, this trade was issued. This is our response to that trade. Exactly, exactly. So buying crypto through through Robinhood, hey, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than trying to buy it through any other exchange. Uh, but I found, it, I found it interesting when people say like, oh, crypto isn't regulated or crypto, um, crypto is a fad. And I'm saying, well, What's a uh, <laughs> what's a, a organization like Robinhood doing, allowing you to to buy it in the first place? Which just shows more of how the adoption, that how crypto and cryptocurrency is the adoption is is being brought in, but through what methods? Through the financial sense, right? We didn't look at it from a technological sense, but we looked at it from from just a financial sense because nobody knew what to do with it because it was a new application of existing technology. So Robinhood, you know, buying, buying crypto through, through Robinhood, people ask me about what, what have I bought and things like that. Well, the coins that I use, Ethereum, I believe is on Robinhood. Um, I don't use Robinhood. I use, one, I, I use uh, Coinbase, Kraken, Poloniex. I use those exchanges to buy my crypto. For people who want to get involved in crypto, yeah, Robinhood is, a, is, is one of the easiest ways of getting set up. But what happens to your actual keys? The thing about crypto is about 
gaining more sovereignty, gaining more control over your money. I haven't used Robin, I haven't used Robinhood to to do that. I've I've used all the other exchanges, but I do know people who have used Robinhood in order to buy crypto. It seems like if you start using Robinhood for crypto, you kind of kill the purpose of crypto, in that then you've you've kind of tied in your crypto use and your crypto ownership into all the things that are required to set up a Robinhood account in the first place. So your driver's license, your social security number, like you actually have to open up a brokerage account to use Robinhood versus with crypto. Isn't it supposed to be more anonymous? So you really, it's just like your name and your email or like, how does that work? That's a, well, that's a common misconception as well. Um, for Coinbase, Coinbase is a government regulated exchange. Uh, you got to upload your driver's license, have all that stuff, uh, all the anti-money laundering laws and, and know your customer, which we know in the financial world is AML, KYC. All that's got to be in place. Um, in fact, when I opened up an account with Veritasium, they have a whole AML KYC suite that I had to go through. Um, so in that sense, it's a lot of it's, it's similar when you go through a government regulated exchange. However, when you're doing it peer to peer, I don't need any of that. That's the difference. Um, when you go through a government regulated exchange, you need all that information. But when you're doing it peer to peer. Uh, you just need your own Bitcoin wallet and you can do the transaction between, you know, just two parties. Crypto, once again, we can look at it as an alternative market, right, within an already established market. And especially it's, it's looked at as an alternative market amongst well-established economies like here in the United States and the UK and in the EU. However, in places like Venezuela, now you have the, 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 the Petro, which is crypto, right? Which is a state-backed crypto um, that they're utilizing as the currency. So this is in a, a developing nation. So the way in which crypto is used in a developing nation versus already an established economy is much different. In an established economy, I'm looking at, okay, well, you know, I'm just only looking at it through a financial sense. In a developing nation, I'm saying I don't have none of the infrastructure to print my own money. I don't have any of the infrastructure to do this. And now I have uh, the ability to be an issuer of currency utilizing modern Internet uh, infrastructure. So the, 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 the uses, the way that we use it is different depending on the context in which you're in. So utilizing Robinhood or utilizing, utilizing Coinbase, yes, the, the mantra is about sovereignty, about gaining control of your money. However, um, that is more, that is more the, uh, what do they call it, anarcho-capitalist kind of manifesto, right? We don't need any government. We just need to make money. Um, that kind of, uh, of ideology or even libertarian ideology, but from a more, uh, I wouldn't say, let me not say practical, but from a more conventional standpoint, you see how the United States has adopted crypto. Okay, we'll allow you to build an exchange and you can buy your crypto through there. So is it necessarily regulated or anonymous? No, not if you go through a government regulated exchange. But in a developing economy such as uh, Venezuela or failing economy such as Venezuela, now they have their own currency, uh, their own cryptocurrency. Well, 
you can say that that cryptocurrency is almost as anonymous as utilizing cash here in the United States. What are some things you want to leave the people with before you go? <laughs> um, I want to leave people with, um, if you have any questions to contact me about, to, if you have any questions about crypto, contact me, reach out to me, docmontgomery.co at Instagram, um, wealthy, uh, wealth crypto on, on Twitter. Um, docmontgomery.com if you need if, if you ever need to reach out to me as well um, crypto is crypto economics cryptocurrency blockchain in particular and specifically is what we would utilize to help rebuild our nation if we want to have black wall street we need crypto we need blockchain if we want to rebuild if we want to build wakanda for real we're going to need blockchain we can either be Prince Zamunda or we could be Prince T'Challa. It all depends on what technologies we're going to utilize, what models we're going to utilize. Um, but particularly, but, but particularly, it's not a fad. Um, it was caught up in a craze. However, those of us who have been utilizing crypto and see the benefits of crypto, we're more than happy to share with to, to share and I guess even evangelize. Uh, how crypto can streamline your operation or even help you uh, position yourself for the future. Cool. So this is episode 85. This is the crypto episode, uh, another crypto episode. I hope you guys took something from this. I was learning, so I like to really focus because I'm just learning. <laughs> so uh, good episode. I appreciate you all for tuning in. If you are interested in joining either of our investment clubs, email us at membership at capitaltod.com or property management at capitaltod.com. And I think in 2019, you might have to start a Todd Capital Crypto. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I believe in the utility of, of crypto, not so much the mania and the craze that we saw with the chart that looked like this, but I think that, uh, especially in the African-American community, if we utilize it correctly, there can be a lot of improvements made through crypto. So. Um, if you are interested in following me on social media, it's at Top Millionaire. Um, we are doing the LLC special for the entire week. So $99. If you listen to the whole episode, hit me up. The email for that is info at capitalside.com. Um, yeah, my name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Top Millionaire, signing off.